All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Misfit Nation. We're all about mindset resiliency here at the Misfit Nation. We also believe in owning whatever you do in your life, whether it's good, successful, bad, or a failure. Always step up and take that shot in the chest for what you have done. If it's bad, the next step is to move back forward and find the right path again. Our next guest found himself in a horrible situation while abroad. That situation led him to move forward and come out a stronger person for it. So let's get Chance Jackson on here, author of 14 Days in Beijing. Uh, let's welcome to the show Chancellor Jackson, author of 14 Days in Beijing. How are you, Chancellor? Hey, man. Rich, every day is a great day. The choice is yours. That's how I like to look at things. I appreciate you for having me on, man, for real. Yeah, once I read your bio, I said, this is going to be a good story. Having been to China, having been to Beijing and seeing how strict they are there and feeling like everywhere I went, someone was watching me. And mm. I, I thought sometimes they were in my pocket. I didn't know. There's a little kids who just come up out of nowhere and say things to me. And I said, oh, these guys are watching every move I make, no matter what. <laughs> they know what I'm doing here in China. So no, definitely. I'm glad I was able to get you on here and uh, hear some of your stories. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about you? Yeah, so um, Chancellor K. Jackson, born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. So don't get this hat confused now. Yeah, we Braves now. We Braves, Team Braves over here. This is the closest <laughs> hat I can find, you feel me? Close hat I can find. But, um, yeah, born and raised in Atlanta, played football vast majority of my life. For those that are football fans, I'm a DB at heart. That's the only position I've ever played my entire career. Strong safety, free safety, corner, nickel corner, you name it. <laughs> I played every position in the second backfield. Yes, literally, yeah, entirely. But um, played in high school, was able to um, play in college at the D1 level um, for four years after I graduated from Stetson University with a bachelor's degree in communication and media studies. I landed my first job. <laughs> in China, teaching English to children. Ironically, <laughs> that's how I ended up out there. You know what I mean? But it was a, it was a process just to get to that point. Um, I was applying and interviewing for various jobs, various companies, all in America, and I kept getting told no for eight months. First job to tell me yes after eight months of applying and interviewing was on the other side of the world. So, being a fresh college graduate, as eager, hungry. <laughs> trying to make a name for for themselves, especially a one that played football the vast majority of his life, now has to re-identify himself all over again. Um, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, I was down for any and everything. Um, but the only people that really wanted to give me a shot was on China. So I'm like, hey, China want to rock with the kid? Hey, it look like we going to China, baby. Hey, <laughs> for real, where we going? Um, so I was out there for uh, six months total. I was supposed to do a year. That's how long my contract was set for. Only ended up doing six months because I got locked up out there on six months. And, uh, it was 10, 14 days. Um, I America. Continued to teach. Um, I coach high school football now. Um, and really just getting more into my entrepreneurship bag, honestly, just uh, different in endeavors, trying to find something that, that'll work. In addition to writing and selling books, um, getting into crypto and the Turo game, renting cars out and stuff like that. And uh, I'm partnering with a nonprofit as well, 
where we uh, work while coming to play. We have a life skills segment of the nonprofit and we work with at risk teens and we use my book as a part of our lessons. Um, so, yeah, I just got my hands dipped in a bunch of different things, just running a couple of marathons, trying to get established, man. So you're staying busy, keeping your head going straight. I mean, just trying to find my purpose, man. Football came to an end. I'm like, well, that wasn't the purpose. That was just a dream I was chasing. What's my purpose? Shit, I can't answer that. <laughs> and my like, best way to figure that out, I just got to try a bunch of different things. For real. <laughs> I think your, your strength of your upbringing, putting you through school, making sure you had school and used football to, as a tool to get through school, helped you yeah. out and helped grow your mind a little more. Oh, without a doubt, football play uh, has such a huge impact on my life. As far as just the, the discipline aspect, um, the the work ethic, um, the coachability standpoint, like it's a lot of lessons and skills that you can um, gather from playing the sport, especially at the one level. Oh my goodness, yeah, you're gonna get it ten times fold. So when it's time for you to enter the real world, <laughs> man, your skin's so thick. You, you know what I'm saying? You can take, you can handle adversity when adversity strikes his head it's ugly head you know what i mean adversity introduces a man to himself so depending on that individual you know i'm saying that adversity may make them or break them you know either it'll highlight your strengths and weaknesses immediately adversity will without a doubt (laughs) and really just see what you made of too definitely see how much backbone you got you know i'm saying how much what's your what's your character you know i'm saying like for real for real like it's a true 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 test you know i mean and only the strong survive. And that's evident in uh, your survival through the system. Uh, overseas is way different than here as far as uh, incorporation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here, here you'll get your meals every day. There you get what they want to give you. You may get a visitor. You may get a lawyer. Sometimes you don't even get that overseas because it's not a right. Yeah. I'm in yeah. this country. You get what yeah. they want. Okay. And how did you yeah. deal with that? Not, the unknown, basically, when you're inside that right. fence. I mean, really just, I had to hold myself accountable because of what I got locked up for. We'll get into that uh, as we continue to to talk about the story, but I had to hold myself accountable. You know what I mean? It was nobody else to point or blame but myself. So that was an easy step to do. You know what I'm saying? Just because I play football, you're going to fuck up. In football, you got to hold yourself accountable <laughs> when you do, you know what I mean? And your teammates going to hold you accountable. Your coach going to hold you. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else going to hold you accountable. You got to hold yourself accountable first and foremost. So uh, really just football, honestly, just like you said, entering the unknown, not knowing what's going on, just receiving orders and just following them. Not know, You know what I'm saying? Not receiving no reason. And why are you getting these orders? You think if coach came out, came, coach came out to the field, talking about, oh, oh, we got these sprints lined down. Damn, Colt, bro, what's up? Why are you tripping, bro? Why we got to run? It's none of that. What are we going to do? We're going to line down, and we're going to run these sprints. See what I'm saying? So just being able to take, uh, receive orders without an explanation of why was nothing that was brand new to me. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We we up 6 o'clock in the morning for God knows why. <laughs> but we up there. We up and at them. You know what I'm saying? I, we up and at them just because. So definitely football, definitely helped um just my mental state of being able to be in the unknown and to be cordial be patient be um understanding and you know what I'm saying just open you know what I'm really just open to whatever it is that's gonna come we have no clue like in football we have no clue 
yeah. what we're gonna do. So <laughs> we uh, we at the end of the day we know we gotta do it when it's all said and done with whether we agree with it or not. <laughs> if you don't agree with it, you can gladly take your ass home. The choice is yours. So <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, it, it really wasn't that big of a, a challenge for me per se, just because I came from a you know what I'm saying, a, a familiar background. Right. And now you say you coach high school, you still you coach DBs or did you branch out yeah. to somewhere else? Coach DBs. I, I wasn't there coaching <laughs> position. I had never played. I, I don't see how people do that. <laughs> it's like I can't do that. Yeah, no, no, I can't I can't teach. I can teach you just from a mindset standpoint, just how your mindset should be just far as but technique and fundamentals and stuff. It's like, hey, my expertise is only so much in comparison to just Defensive back drills we can goddamn do, and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. No, that's a T. I, yeah, we t- we can do that all day. But anything else is like, uh, go ask, <laughs> go ask, uh, coach. What's the name? We gotta pull this up on YouTube. I'm watching it with you. We learning together. You know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. Yeah, I've seen that done before. It's good. You can do this. <laughs> so how would how'd your season go this year? I know at Georgia and they already finished up most of their seasons, right? They're on states now. Yeah, we did not have the record. Nobody would want. <laughs> we didn't have the record. Anybody would want, or anybody plans on having. When you know, saying the, the this this year is just beginning, um, but hey, we're gonna. Take it with a grain of salt. You know what I'm saying? Go back to the drawing board, and we all we can do now is prepare for next year. Uh, last year, see this past season is in the past now. It's over with. Flush it, and just start working for you know what I'm saying the the, the, the new season coming 2022. Two, yeah, 2022. Start doing some drills here pretty soon. Get them going, and then back in the weight room in the summer, and then bam, right back uh-huh. at it. Oh. <laughs> it's like short sick. memory in, the, in football, so you gotta go go forward always. No, I mean for real, for real. <laughs> only the real record, only the real know that though. Yeah, I didn't. I, I played freshman year of high school, then didn't play uh, sophomore, junior, senior because I didn't like coach. And then oh, I man. walked on in college and played two years. Oh, that's lit. And we play. I, I lost seven, uh, 14 straight games in college, so I understand mm-hmm. that the bad side of the football. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's rough, but yeah, I made a lot of good brothers and friends on that field. Right. That's what that's all that really matter when it's all said and done with. Of course, you can win, get the wins and the championships. Oh yeah, that's just icing on the cake. But it, like you said, it's just those relationships that you build. It's it's like no other. I, my homecoming just passed this past weekend. I just got back from Florida, so it's like, man, we were sorry when I was at college. You know what I'm saying? Well, like we was five. <laughs> So, but it, like, like you said, just that camaraderie and relationships you build, man, it's, it's like no other. We, whether we win or lose, we're going to sit here and reminisce on everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And have a good laugh at it. Pleasant laugh. We're all going to laugh. We yeah. Laugh. I remember that time you ran into the tackling dummy and fell. And all of that. All laughing. of that. <laughs> <laughs> or that time you broke your ankle when the wide receiver ran by you. It's all right. <laughs> all of that. All of that. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's like no other, man. That camaraderie, it's like no other. And you said you just had your home come. Did all, did all the team get make it back, or a good majority? Good, good majority, good majority did. So it, it was just dope. We got to relive college all over again. So, we, <laughs> so it was, it, it was lit. I'm talking about. It's a lot of drinking. <laughs> a lot of drinking. videos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot, a lot of drinking going on. It, it, it was lit though. It was lit. I've missed it already. <laughs> 
Get already. back next year. Get on a get on the parade float and get in there. Already, you know what I mean. I told him like we we need to have a little halftime show with all the the alumni that come back. You know what I'm saying? Let let us play like a flag football game or something. <laughs> that'd be so lit. I feel like that'd be so dope. I think that'd be cool. They probably won't do it. So I'm afraid one of you'll get hurt and want to sue or something. Extra work they got to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do more paperwork than that. What? I'm like, y'all got to use up all your eligibility now. Go ahead on. <laughs> Move on. So when you went to Stetson, was that your first trip out of Georgia or did you travel before that? I did travel before that. Um, I traveled to the Bahamas. Oh, nice. Three times, and to London twice. Ooh, but these, these are pretty much early, early on in my childhood. So we talk elementary school. Um, so Beijing was definitely, even though it was my first time traveling abroad, it was still new. Just cause I'm like, bro, I'm finna be an adult traveling by myself. Not only I'm not traveling, I'm, I'm finna move to <laughs> the other side of the world by myself. You know what I mean? So it was definitely a first. In that aspect, for sure, for sure. Especially just being an adult. When I'm a kid, I'm doing whatever my mama and my, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> they want to do. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like, I'm out I'm here. So, Dolo, oh, yeah, this going to be, <laughs> it's going to be something. <laughs> it's going to be something. Yes, when you're a kid, you just say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, and do what you're told, and try not to beg exactly. too much stuff. I mean, we have, it, I don't know what's going. I barely know what's going on anyway. You know what I'm saying? I just know we someplace different. That's all I know. I'm not really taking in the fact that, like, bro, you in a completely different land. You're doing something that most of your peers will never get to experience. Like you getting immersed into a different culture, a different um, vibration, frequency, all of that. Like, like this, this is a major move you're making. Oh yeah. It didn't really register into it register with me at that age, is because I'm just young. I'm just going with the flow, but. I was an adult and went to China. I'm like, oh man, I was I've been lit. I've been doing this for a little minute now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, just moving forward. Oh man, I can't wait to travel and live abroad again, or just definitely just travel abroad for sure. Yeah, it's for fun sure. getting over there and uh, visiting different cultures and uh, immersing yourself, like you said, getting in there, and understanding how they live compared to what we do, and taking advantage of here. Oh me, and it and it grows your horizon and your perspective on life in general because we only know life to be one or two things based on where we come from right yes yeah what we consider taboo is com- fucking regular someplace else you know what i'm saying that's every, you know what i'm saying day so it's just like who's to say what's the right and wrong way of living you know what i mean that's why i say traveling is it's is crucial bro because you just learn so much about life yeah, you know what I'm saying? How life is lived everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Just based on where you at on the globe, you know what I mean? And it's drastically different. So it's just like, man. And even, really... even within our 50 states, you can see different ways of living just within our 50 states. Even within oh, Georgia, oh, you know, from where you are up in the Fulton County area down to Savannah, it's two different worlds. Drastically, literally, literally, <laughs> literally, especially everything in between because Georgia ain't talking about nothing aside from Atlanta. So, you know what I'm saying? Everything, you know, so we talking a whole different world for real, for real, for real. So, it's like, man, traveling is just so, 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 so pivotal to just growth in I general. I think every child should have to travel at some point before they get out of high school. Just so they can see it. Oh yeah, we shared quite a few times. Honestly, yeah. it, just just one time ain't, ain't enough. 
one time you just getting your feet with you you really don't especially being young you don't know what the hell going on you just going with the flow but to be able to truly understand the journey you're embarking on like it's going to take a couple times it's going to take a couple reps for sure for sure for sure coming from the military perspective which a lot of the audience is a lot of us have met people that never left their hometown before joining the military I'm, I'm Next thing you know, you're on a bus or a plane going to get your butt scuffed in boot camp and then getting put into a unit and thinking, oh, this is horrible. Life is horrible out of the house. <laughs> no, nah, dead ass. Dead ass. You know what I'm saying? Just push you outside your comfort zone and not people, not many people just one willing to be pushed. And you know what I'm saying? If they are pushed, you know what I'm saying, are just open-minded enough to accept or embrace that just that uncomfort. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, man. Just it's just it's pivotal. Traveling is pivotal. pivotal, pivotal. It either makes like we said earlier, that makes you or breaks you. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh me, choice so is yours. But yeah, it's, it, we it don't was, make choices. Yeah, it was a vibe. It was a vibe, man. I learned a lot. I enjoyed China thoroughly. Um, I definitely, if given a chance to go back, I would just cause. Um, yeah, like it, just to bring everything full circle for sure. But um, just to, you know, I can't really. I just can't wait to travel abroad again. It's so much world to see to be trying to double back to places you've already done visited. So <laughs> you know like, every inch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got the good and the bad. <laughs> I'm trying to. Say, like, you know what I mean? I got really too pressed to go back there. But if the opportunity did present itself, of course, for sure, for sure. But we ain't got to go back there. Just. So suddenly, no, it's too much world, especially Asia alone. It's, man, it's so many countries, other countries in Asia I want to hit. Oh, so yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't even better eye about trying to double back to China, <laughs> but just definitely tap into other lands, see what this talking about over there because China was harmonious. Surprised in my last 14 days, China was lit, <laughs> the best experience I've ever experienced. So I'm like, man, I can only imagine other places, South Korea, Japan, uh. Bali, Bali, uh, uh, what else? Malaysia. I'm like, man, I, I can't. Oh, I forgot about Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know Thailand is lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be very careful there, though. <laughs> Y'all watch Hangover, and you know, you know what to watch out for. <laughs> no, no, for real. I know it's lit over there, so it's like, what? Well, There's so many other places to visit, and we just talking, that's just Asia. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So I was like, man. I spent nearly four years of my life in and out of South Korea. So, oh wow! So I, I learned a lot there. And my last trip there, I took my wife and daughter with me. They lived with me for two years. So that's oh, when man. I went to China and Thailand, and we had a great time. Thailand. I hit Hawaii okay. on the way back. So oh, we got to see all that it stuff. Was lit. <laughs> it was lit. Yeah. That's like, oh man! I heard South Korea is dope too. Like, oh yeah. Like, just far as just um. How they embrace American and Western culture, like you know, what I'm saying it's it's lit out there. I heard it's lit, so I'm like, damn, I definitely want to see this talk. About. <laughs> I want to see this talk about for sure, for sure, just cause, just cause of the aspect. You know what I mean? So, what? It's a beautiful country, and like you said, they embrace everything. Everyone that comes in there, they embrace you. They bring you in there, say, hey, free, come one with us, eat our food, share what you do, learn oh, the, learn our traditions, we'll learn yours, and it's all yeah. it's great. This is a man. It's harmonious. Yeah. <laughs> it's harmonious for real, for real. You be and it catch you. It'll catch you by surprise. You be like, wow, 
I probably had a preconception of most, of most Asians, and here I am actually in the land where they come from, and it's just like, I don't feel none of that negative energy that is displayed on the media or that I may have experienced in my life, you know what I'm saying, in the States, but it's like, man, now that I'm here at this very moment, shit. This is really nice. you know what I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, especially mm. with all that's going on with the um, Asian lives, man, all that, I'm like, man, it's crazy, bro. <laughs> I ain't, I'm like, I have no pressure with, no smoke, no animosity, no malice towards any Asian person, especially Chinese, because I came from the land. I was, I lived, you know what I'm saying? I lived where y'all come from. And it's like, man, meeting the actual natives of the land was, man, such an, such an experience. They were so down to earth, so um, just giving and just considerate and selfless. It's just like, man, I received some of the best customer service I ever received. Oh, yeah. in my time. I mean, after eating traditional Chinese food there, was it hard to get Chinese food back in the States? Back is that real? Uh, I don't even bother. I don't even waste my time with Chinese food here. Yeah. Unless I go to an authentic Chinese restaurant <laughs> that I know, you know what I'm saying? It's the same dishes and stuff you're going to catch if you actually go over there. Right. Unless if that's not the case, then I, I really not. I'm not batting no eye or <laughs> double taking it. You know, nah, I ain't paying it no mind. Hey, that's American Chinese food. Show for show. That's not a number seven. I know what a number seven is. <laughs> 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 oh, what? Cool. Definitely different. So let's dive a little bit into the incident and how you wound up behind there for 14 days. For sure. So it's April 4th, 2019. It's a Thursday, which is a day off for me. Um, and I plan on attending an event later in the afternoon with some colleagues and friends. Um, so before I go, I'm like, I'm a pregame. So those that don't know what pregaming is, that's before... Say so you and a group of people finna go out for a night full of festivities. Before y'all actually go out, though, we're going to say, hey, let's meet up at so-and-so house, and we're going to turn up at the house first, and then we're going to go out and have even more fun. So that's what pregame it is. So I'm in the apartment by myself. I'm drinking some Chinese liquor, smoking some cannabis on my little pipe, and get done. I'm faded. I'm ready to go. <clears throat> Getting dressed. Woo -woo -woo -woo. Hear a knock at the door. Look through the peephole. It's three officers from the Beijing police. And it's like, in that moment, I'm like, they're not supposed to be here. <laughs> what are they doing here? Like, why? Like, y'all not supposed to be here. What are y'all doing here? Oh, shit. Oh, Lord. I, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm like, let me put everything up. Put everything up and um, open the door. And they walk straight in. One of the officers, he's questioning me about drugs. Of course, I'm finessing lying. Nah, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, nah, bro, what, are you tripping, bro? Nah, passport? You need to go get passport. Yeah, you need to see my passport. So I go grab my documentation, bring it back to them. They sit there looking over it. Other two officers, they just walking around the apartment just casually. And time passes. Another officer enters the apartment. He has something in his hand. He hands it to the officer I was originally speaking to. And that officer tells me to pee into the cup. So it was a drug test right there on the spot. Oh, wow. And literally, as soon as he said that, I'm like, it is over. My, I, I don't know. I can't remember if my head dropped or not, but I knew in my spirit, I'm like, it's over with. <laughs> I'm just looking at it like, bro, it's over with, bro. It's over with. So I do the drug test, fail the drug test, of course. Now they more officers to enter the apartment. One in particular that entered, he speaks English fluent. So he's speaking to me. You know, so he's just interrogating me about failing the drug test, who I get the weed from, and all this, that, and the other. 
once he realized I wasn't giving him or going to give him any viable information, because <laughs> I'm I'm from Atlanta, bro. Live by the finesse, you die by the finesse. I'm gonna sit here and try to finesse the situation until I can no, I can't no, I can't no more. And then once it once it set in stone, that came to more, then it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just living by the finesse, living by the finesse. Once I died by the finesse, he made it clear, like, like, it's just cut the bullshit, bro. Like, we know <laughs> you caught red handed, we know what's going on. You know what I mean? Once he made it evident, I'm like, okay, cool. You saved us. But a plenty of time because I was gonna sit here and go back and forth with you. Until I, you know what I'm saying? Like I had no clue. But, all right, cool. It is what it is. I gotta hold myself accountable at this point. So they slapped the cuffs on me, confiscate everything, and send me down. Walk me out the exit. Me, we exit the building and send me down in the van, the police van. And I'm just sitting there, handcuffed, just reflecting, um, in shock that this shit is happening. <laughs> it's like oh, it, it's real like it's really happening i can't believe it's happening but it's happening i don't know what's gonna take place nobody has explained anything to me in regards to that um nobody knows this is happening to me in addition to all of that so this will be interesting <laughs> how everything will play out but most importantly you got to hold yourself accountable chance to take note of every minor detail because this is going to be a great story to tell when it's all said and done and then three, enjoy this hot one last time because we don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> enjoy this hot one last time because ain't no telling what's gonna happen. So we, I'm just they just moving me from precinct to precinct, um, doing the derogations, lock, they locking me into these metal chairs that look like electric chairs. <laughs> Literally, the chairs like my shins, thighs, waist, chest, arms, all in the one place. So I'm doing my whole interrogation, just like locked in the chair, just like this. The only thing I can move is my head. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm still, I'm calm, cool. And co- One, I'm calm, cool, and collected because I'm still hot. One. Two, just because my mind, I'm a positive spirit. All in all, despite how negative or bad a situation may seem, I'm always going to look at the bright side to it. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm still calm, cool, and collected. All this being said. They take my mug shot, get my entire handprint. To, but they got my entire handprint when I first entered the country. So that, that right. wasn't like that was anything new. Um, so I was in past. I'd have been in these folks' custody for probably like 14, 15 hours at this point. It's nighttime. I've been handcuffed the vast majority of the time. <laughs> so they finally come by, get me from the holding cell, and they walk me to the lobby, and they bring me my basket clothes, send me get dressed. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh shit, boy, everything done worked out. Okay, cool, boy. I can start getting dressed. All right, back, back. We, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Just wait for, the, wait for the next set of orders. And they had me follow them behind this door that's behind the front desk. So we enter, the, enter through the door, and I, now I'm in a hallway. At the end of the hallway, it's a small room crowded with officers. Can't really make out what type of room this is, but I'm, it's a room for sure. So I'm following the CO to the, to the room. And as I enter, I realize this is a, a like it got to be like some official evidence room because there's nothing but evidence bags <laughs> from what I saw from different cases all on shelves, all just all over the place, just evidence everywhere. And on the table in front of me, there's four monitors, four TV monitors where they watch the footage from the body cameras of the officers. To the left of the monitors is everything that was confiscated from my apartment. <laughs> so they take the cannabis that was confiscated. And they weighed it up right in front of me. It totals out to be 1.4 grams. 
Now, whether you partake in cannabis or if you don't, we talk units of measurement. 1.4 grams of anything is not a lot. <laughs> you feel me? So, you know, they not, uh, put everything on paper, have me sign, thumbprint it, and then we get back in the van. I have no clue what's going to happen. I'm just being compliant. I'm like, I've been in these folks' custody for this X amount of hours. I've been compliant. I've been casual, cordial. There's no way they're not going to take me home. So we riding, riding, riding. About 30, 40 minutes passed. And we arrive at this facility with tall walls of barbed wire. <laughs> Uh-oh. And I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> like, damn, bro. Like, we just get started. Really, I'm like, well, thought I was good. We just getting started, for real. <laughs> we enter the jail, go to the nurse's office, you know what I'm saying, do the typical physical and then they give me my actual uniform to put on, have me put all my stuff in the in the storage room, and they walk me up, escort me upstairs. Thank you, muted. I see a huddle of bodies sleeping. Just a huddle of bodies. I mean, it looks crazy. It looks like a slumber party. That's how I describe it in the book. And I'm just like, I'm just looking at it like, what's going on? Why, why I look so cluttered? Why I look so, like, so tight? Why do you folks sleep? In addition to that, it's two inmates wide awake, standing up against the wall, watching the rest of the inmates sleep. So with them up, and I'm the only one that's up, I, we lock eyes immediately. And we just had this this awkward moment of just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We looking at each other like, they surprised to see me because the last thing they expected was for a person of color to come walking through this door. Yeah. And here I am. Why the fuck are y'all sitting here at four o'clock in the morning people sleep? What is going on here? What are we doing? Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm just like, whoa, what's going on? So I'm doing a head count. It's 15 of us in the cell. All right, let me count the beds. One, two, three. It's nine beds. That's why it looks like a slump. That's why it looks the way. That, that's why it looking crazy. It, it was, these folks just got to make room. It ain't like if you ain't got no bed, you know what I'm saying? You, you got to sleep on the floor. Like, nah, everybody has to make room <laughs> for the, the amount of sleeping space that there is. So, all right, that makes sense why it looks so crazy. I still don't know why these people are up watching these people sleep, but that's none of my business. <laughs> I look to my left, there's uh, the bathroom. It's in the cells, it's own separate room. The walls are made of glass, everybody in the cell is seeing to it. It's a sink. Um, the toilet is a squat toilet, so a hole in the ground that you squat over pretty much. And the shower is a water hose with a shower head tied to it. And I uh, hold uh, all on all hats and flies and shit flying all around the place. So it, it, it's not, it doesn't look the most sanitary. <laughs> so I approach the slumber party, trying to find a spot to lie down. And uh, one of the inmates that was up, he wakes up two of the inmates to make room for me. So I lie, I put my my bowl and my spoon in my look in the cubby up underneath the uh, the bed, and I just lie down on my back, and I'm with my hands on my chest just like this here, and I'm just staring at the bright ass light on the ceiling, and that's when everything really it was set in stone. Like you're fucked. <laughs> like it was it's a, like, boy, you. You don't know what's gonna happen. Nobody has explained anything to you. You've been signing, you've been signing documents all day. Here you are in this jail. Nobody knows you're here. 
Um, it's not looking good, to be honest. We're gonna be we're gonna keep it a bug. It's not looking too good. But <laughs> but I have to hold myself accountable. I have to so the chips gonna fall where they lay. Just cause, you know what I'm saying? I, you know what I'm saying? I got to play the cards I was dealt, you know what I mean? I was doing something I knew I shouldn't have been doing, and I still chose to do it. So these are the repercussions from it. It is what it is. That's not here nor there at this point. I'm already in. I'm, I'm locked up now. That shit is in the past. What Moving forward, how can I get What can I do? Uh, you know what I'm saying? What can take place to get me up out of this situation? That's how my mind is working. Um, so I'm just thinking ahead and um, trying to think of – Trying to keep my spirits high all in all. And I'm like, well, first thing first, people got to realize that I, I'm missing <laughs> one. So in order for that to happen, well, I was supposed to go to this event. I was supposed to go to an event today that I didn't show up to. And I was supposed to meet colleagues and friends there. So that's, it probably ain't a red flag, but it was weird because they was expecting me to show up and I didn't show up. And I'm sure they called me and I didn't answer. So I'm like, okay, cool. Now, that's weird, but it isn't necessarily a red flag. Now, when I don't show up for work, Saturday, for my 8 o'clock class, <laughs> all hell was breaking loose. Because, one, they got to find somebody at last minute to cover this class. You know what I'm saying? They, they, the kids pay by, per class. You know what I'm saying? So, they, they got, that's going to be – that's going to cause chaos within itself then. And one of the, my uh, teachers, one of my coworkers – I was going to meet at the event. So when she realizes that, okay, he didn't show up to the event and he ain't at work today, something is wrong. So I'm like, I know I'm going to have to sit through at least the weekend, at least the weekend before I become missing on people's radar. So I knew then and there, like, I'm going to have to sit. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is at this point. I got to hold myself accountable. I'm just going to have to stay down until I can come up. For real, for real. But I ended up staying down for 14 days. <laughs> and I had no, you know, I just, I, I had no clue. I'm here to tell you I did 14 days. The entire time I'm locked up, I have no clue how long I'm going to be there. How shit going. You know what I'm saying? I'm learning how this, this, the process works as I go. So it ain't like the, the officers or the, the system is telling me, no, nah, I'm just learning just trial and error. You know what I mean? So. It, it, it's a very um, mysterious and suspenseful story just because of that aspect, the unknown. It's the ultimate unknown. Literally, I had no clue. <laughs> I had no clue. All I had was faith. <laughs> you definitely had faith. You have to have faith at that point. Man, so yeah, I was locked up 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 15 people in one cell, nine wooden beds. And all I had for 14 days straight, one plastic bowl and one plastic spoon. A little bowl of rice each day. Oh man, soup, hella soup, really soup, <laughs> hella soup, <laughs> hella soup, hella soup, but some man, it's crazy. But yeah, that was that, that was that was the experience in a nutshell, essentially. And what I broke down to y'all, that's all the first chapter, essentially. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's still early into the story, so it, like we it is thirteen more of the chapters. You know what I'm saying? That, thirteen more days. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, wow, that's just the first chapter? Oh, yeah. It's a hell of a story. No cap. <laughs> it's a hell of a story. No cap. Especially once I start meeting different um, di- 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 different foreigners and different inmates. And you get to learn their stories and their backgrounds. And it's just like, man, China does not play. <laughs> China does not play. Like, these folks is strict, strict over here. But um, 
hey, well, shit, we here with it now. So it's just like, <laughs> we just trying to get out of here at this point. So, like, we, we, we good on China. We got the experience, all of China thoroughly, good and bad. So it's like, Inside and out. <laughs> I got a full experience in China. Thoroughly. I, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Let's go. So what was the feeling when you finally got to see the sunlight again walking out? Man, it was, I say sunlight, but it's probably that Chinese uh, glare of pollution when you walked out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, that pollution was so good to see, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, breathing it in, blood deep breaths. Like, whoa, like, whoo. But no, nah, for real though, um, man, it was, it was just a time, it was a long time coming. A long time coming. Like that song, it's been a long, <laughs> long time. It was a long time coming. But it was really when it when it happened, like when they called my name to to leave, it was it, in the book, it's just so it's so mind blowing because I had a vision, I had a dream earlier within the story that pretty much depicted on how I would get out because I didn't receive any information. So I was receiving a lot of visions throughout my time being incarcerated just from the, you know what I'm saying, the universe and the ancestors of how long I potentially would be there and how I was, you know what I'm saying, how my release was going to transpire. Literally, I had visions about how both of them was going to play out specifically. And so when them folks called my name, you would think I'm sprinting at the door, but I'm so blown away with how in tuned I was with my subconscious throughout these 14 days to have visions and to see them visions actually transpire the way that I had them. It was just like, it was like, it was an epiphany, out of body experience. It's like a spiritual awakening. Like it, it was, it was all that. Like, like it was all in one. So I'm like, I'm sitting there trying to grab my bowl, but I'm just, I got the bowl in my spoon in my hand, but I'm still on the knee, like just blown away because I'm flashback in the entire dream that I had and just compare comparing it to how it is now. I'm just like, bro, I was my subconscious was spot fucking on. <laughs> I can't believe like this is happening. I'm like, well, this is powerful. But I get ready to go. So <laughs> let me go ahead and get up out of here. You know what I mean? So you know, what I, mean? I was just ready to go, ready to go, happy to go. And um just, I was still curious about how, okay, now what's this release process like? I know what it's like being arrested here, being detained. Now what's the release process like? I don't know how this, we're going to see how this play out. So it's still interesting just in that aspect. Like, how, how's the story going to end? You know what I'm saying? Like, for sure, for sure. But um, yeah, it was, it was a break, man. It was, it, it was, it was, it was an out of body experience for real. Like, especially I can describe it. I mean, it's, is we know the end of the story now because you're right in front of me right now. You're alive and you're doing well. You're you're helping um, old young men as they play ball now. Hopefully in the same light that you you learned as you were going through high school and getting beat mm-hmm. up on that on that on the playing field by coaches and and fellow players. Now you mm-hmm. get to watch it from the opposite side of the lens. Say, ha, hey, get down. You're good. Get run a hundred. Go. All right. You want to mouth mm-hmm. off? Get out. All right. So you got all that. You got all those lessons now. You can. You can parlay that back to them and make them into better young men as they grow into adulthood. Yeah, in addition to that, I'm partnered with a nonprofit organization called the UMA Foundation, and where I come into play 
Um, we have a life skills segment where we work with at-risk teens, and we use 14 Days in Beijing, my book, as a part of our lessons. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Read, I read my story and to see how my thought process was during the situ- during the fall of war to the unknown and what I was able to do once I was made it out. Now, based on you and your situation, what was your mindset like when you entered the fog of war and the unknown? And what did you do with the experience? You know what I'm saying? Just make you think, making them think about things that they're not really thinking about or you know, they don't have anybody around them to make them think about. Right. And how to take what you've been through to benefit your journey moving forward to the best, you know what I'm saying, the best that you can. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you can get that monetize off of it, that's ideal. <laughs> For real. <laughs> that's ideal. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, never let no hard time humble us. You know what I mean? Everybody faces adversity. Adversity introduces a man to himself. Uh, take what you need to take away from it. Apply to your life and move forward. You know what I'm saying? Just keep going. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Not judged by how many times you fall. You're judged by how many times you get back up. So exactly. you were able to get back up from from a misstep. It's a misstep, youthful misstep, and on a big stage though. On a big stage, you did it, but in the worst country possible to do it from. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted to test the waters big, and you did it, and uh, now you're yeah. back. So. Yeah. yeah, well, uh, extreme daredevil for sure. <laughs> extreme daredevil for sure, for sure. Like for you sure. watched too much of Joe Rogan's Fear Factor back in the day. Yeah. And said, I'm not scared. I got this. No nah, facts. I, I would. I, when I look back on, I'm like, boy, I was tripping. <laughs> I'm like, boy, I was wilding. I was, I was really thugging. I was like, I'm like, boy, I was really out there thugging for real, for real. Really thugging. Really, really thugging. But you know, what I mean, I knew China embarking on that journey. Regardless, if I didn't get locked up, if I did, I knew I would gain everything that I needed to gain, as far as the next step of re-identifying myself now that football's over with, finding a career path, finding, figuring out what I want out of life, like answering all these questions that I could not answer prior to getting that job. You know what I'm saying? I knew, I'm like, I'm going to grow and this shit is, I'm going to benefit from this experience when it's all said and done with. Now, did I, I, I anticipate all that shit happening the way that it did? Absolutely not. But you know, so it, it took everything playing out the way that it did for me to be where I am now. And I, 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 I have an identity. I can sit here and elaborate on myself all day, every day. You know what I mean? And I'm taking what I've been through and capitalizing on it. And I'm motivating others in addition to all of that. So, you know what I mean? It, it, it was, it's, it's been a journey. Honestly, it took all of that to get to where I am. So and you still got a long journey ahead of you. You're still a young man, so you you still got a long <laughs> mountain to climb. So you got to you got to pass us and keep going. Us old guys. Oh, no, definitely. We <laughs> yeah, just getting started for real, for real. Just getting started. The marathon continues. That's right. Just you got to keep moving forward. So if if you could give uh, three pieces of advice to young man or young woman that's right now relying on sports for their purpose and needs to find that next thing, what would you give them? Um, man, how well do you know yourself? Let me pose that question first and foremost. Because based on your answer to that question, everything else as far as what's next for you, what you want out of life, that should be easy to answer if you truly, truly know yourself. I thought I knew myself until football came in and Chance, who are you? I couldn't answer that. So if you don't truly, truly know yourself, hey, you in for a rude awakening. But don't let that shit discourage you. You know what I mean? 
take it, you know what I'm saying? Take it with, as a motivation, you know what I'm saying? Uh, inspiration to figure out what's going to be your next endeavor or endeavors, you know what I'm saying? Um, just, you know what I'm saying? It's long, and quote to Nipsey, he long-winded, running through this life like it was mine. Never settling, but setting every goal high. 1,000 burpees to my path to success or own self-destruction, but what's a mistake without the lesson? You see, every every person is divine, defined by their reaction to any given situation. None of us know who we are until we fail. Well, who would you want to define you? Someone else or yourself? Whatever you do, homie, you know what I'm saying? Put your, all, put your heart to it and give your all and stay strong. You know what I mean? It's going to be a marathon. It's not going to happen overnight. <laughs> Get that shit out of your head. It's not going to happen overnight. <laughs> um, it's going it, it, to be a journey. It's a marathon. You know what I'm saying? Just stay 10 toes down, bro. Just keep running. The only distinguishing quality between anybody that is going through this, already went through this, or is finna go through this, 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 this journey of just self-development and just finding yourself and your purpose and all that, is that you're not going to quit. You're going to face your adversity, all of that. You're going to face your hardships. You're just not going to quit, though. That's the only distinguishing quality. You're just not going to quit. You know what I mean? So don't quit, man. Um, continue to try uh, new things. Broaden your horizon and every day broaden your level of understanding. And what I mean by that, your understanding of the world, yourself, most importantly, your world specifically, and the worlds that coincide with your world. I mean, all in all, um, and man, which you know, if you man, just be the best at it, and shit, the only thing that's gonna stop you is you. That's all good stuff right there. And if the youngsters listen to that, then and, and they don't heed that, that's on them. I mean, like, <laughs> about choices, that's a choice right there. That was perfect right there. What you just said, be your, be your best version of you, and no matter what you want to do, be the best at it. Mm-hmm. If no, you want to be a DB, be the best DB. If you want to be a garbage man, be the best garbage man out there. Pick it up yeah. and dance while you pick up the garbage. You do what you got <laughs> to do. Be happy doing what you're doing. No, definitely. But, but love what you do on a daily basis. That's great. How does someone get in contact with you to maybe have a talk with Chance on their on their show or to come talk to a group of youngsters? Um, yeah, man. Um, y'all can find me on all social media platforms except for TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. That's too much school for me. <laughs> <laughs> but Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Chancellor K. Jackson. Uh, my tag, my like my user tag is Corlay. My middle name, Corlay J. K. O. R. L. E. H. J. So y'all be able to find me on all social media platforms. Um, definitely copies of 14 Days of Beijing available on Amazon. I also have a free version of 14 Days of Beijing on Amazon, Apple Books, and Kobo, which is the first three chapters of the book. Get your feet wet. You're fairly immersed into the story, and by the time you get done with chapter three, you be like, I got to see how this motherfucker end. No cap. So well, I got options. <laughs> I got ebook, I got paperback, I got hardcover, audio book coming soon. The choice is yours. You know what I'm saying? I'm leaving you no option but to embark on this 14 day journey with me. Yeah, this spot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so definitely get y'all copies of that. I got some more books coming soon. I got some romance novels coming what? soon. <laughs> Hopefully those weren't written during those 14 days. So. <laughs> oh, me. But yeah, I got some romance novels that piggyback off of 14 days. You know what I'm saying? So it's all going to be a series. I'm excited to drop. Um, They're going to go even crazier than 14 days. Oh, 
man. So, it's just, man, yeah, man, just y'all can find me, man. Just Google me, honestly. Google Chancellor K Jackson or Google 14 Days of Beijing. I'll, I'll pop up for show for show. Awesome. It's been great talking to you, Chance. Great getting to know you a little bit. When your next book drop, I'll bring him back on. You can you can show them off too. Get them to get them a little taste to buy that too. I mean, I got got to got to got to embark on this uh, journey of the emotional intelligence that most men suffer from. <laughs> you have a good night there. I appreciate you, Rich. Appreciate everybody that's tuning in. Blessings and balance to you all. Yeah, be running on me. That was great learning about the journey Chance Jackson has been on and see his trajectory for the future. Follow his link in the show notes to get with him and see if he can motivate your organization or even your youth group. So you know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on The Misfit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see the videos of our interviews there as well. If you know someone that would like to support us, have them visit our website, themisfitnation.com, and become a supporter so we can carry this thing on. We appreciate you. On the same note, if you know someone that has that energy, has a great story, has a great book coming out, a great product, have them also go to themisfitnation.com and reach out to us. And as always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling, because we are 